This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Golden Twenties podcast. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host Tegan. Hey. And happy Halloween, because today's episode is actually dropping exactly on Halloween, which is very Ooh, fun. That is fun. Right? I love yeah. Halloween. I know Sadie does not love it, but I love it. It used to be my favorite holiday. Like, I loved it more than Christmas. At this point in my mm-hmm. life, I think Christmas has taken the lead again, but it's still up there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you lean into Halloween, it's fun. Like it can be like cozy and like mm-hmm. there's a lot of activities associated to Halloween, like carving pumpkins or corn mazes, you know, like a lot of like actual activities, not just vibes. And I appreciate that. But at the same time, my whole life, I was scared and still am of dressed up people. And that's just kind of obviously a peak part of Halloween. And I'm like, mm, I don't really like this. Like, I don't know. Like, okay, let's actually start. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about setting boundaries and asking for what you want to kind of mm-hmm. create your own reality, live your dream life, that sort of thing. That's the main part of the episode. But before we jump into it, let's do a little bit of a recap. I think we can talk about Halloween. Tegan can have her moment to shine with (laughs) her Halloween talk. And then I'll also recap my birthday week, which was last week, because I feel like not Halloween related, but I just have some like things I want to share with you guys, especially if you're single celebrating your birthday. This is something I have talked on the podcast about before where it's like this, I don't often feel insecure in my singleness, but this is one of the times that I do. So I was like, I'm just going to break it down on the podcast and talk about it. So let's start with a recap on that first. And actually, maybe before we jump into those two specific recaps, the other major moment that happened since we last spoke was 1989 taylor's version came out Mm -hmm. so tag wanted to see if you listened if you have any initial thoughts yeah i did listen i thought it sounded good i thought it sounded very similar to the original which you know is the Mm -hmm. intended purposes i've seen some dialogue about how different it sounds but i didn't really hear anything that noticeable i thought that shake it off sounds so good now where i used to like that was always just like a skip song for me and now i'm like this song 
one's a banger. I hate Shake It Off with like yeah. a fiery passion where I didn't even listen to it on the new version. Really I still good. skipped it. So I'll yeah. have to go back now that you're saying this. It's more like, I don't know, it kind of has a reputation vibe. It does still sound very similar, oh. but in her vocals where it's less of like her trying to convince herself to shake it off and more of like, I am shaking it off. Like you hear her <laughs> laughing at it and stuff. And so I really enjoyed that. The vault songs I feel okay about. I know mm -hmm. that she said she was thinking about swapping out one of them for blank space. And I'm like, thank God you didn't, girl, because they're all yeah. okay. Uh, you know, yeah. it takes a while for songs to grow on me. So maybe in a year, I'll be like, slut is my favorite song. But yeah. as it stands, I'm like, these are fine. But yeah, yeah, those are my thoughts. Same. Yeah, I feel the same way. The one thing, though, I forgot because I haven't listen to 1989 in a while I forgot how main character energy it is like yeah. I was listening to it I went out Friday night and Saturday night of Halloween weekend and both times I took the subway downtown I was listening to 1989 Taylor's version and I was just like damn like these are all like pumped up or like pump up yeah. songs very like it does feel very like reinvent yourself main character energy and I was really loving that so I also agree with you where the vault songs I'm like these are okay I like the other songs because again they're nostalgic and I went on a rant a few episodes <laughs> ago about how much I love nostalgia especially this time of year so the new songs obviously don't have that but I did think they still felt very 1989 and I was like okay like these aren't immediate no skip so yeah yeah they're fine yeah yeah it is a great album like there's so many mm -hmm. hits on it and yeah. like list I rarely listen to it front to back I don't have that one on vinyl and so listening I was like damn this girl was just writing the hits this year and it did like take me back to that time and place which was nice yeah I feel like it had September vibes to me where I was like, I wish mm. this came out in September because it's like back yeah. to school, like even mm -hmm. welcome to New York. I'm like, this is the energy of like just moved to a new city. Like, yeah, I don't new know. Year. That was the new vibe year. I was getting. Exactly. Yeah. But whatever. We can still embrace that for October into November. Yeah. But OK, there we go. There's our Taylor ver Taylor's version <laughs> breakdown and thoughts. Speaking of being the main character, this was also the energy I was cultivating for my birthday this year. So mm -hmm. I turned 28 on Monday, October 23rd. And honestly, leading up to my birthday, I was kind of hating everyone isolating alone in my house because I was just like, everyone's ticking me off. So I'm just not going to interact <laughs> with people. Yeah. That's one thing about me, guys. That's how I sometimes deal with things. <laughs> so I was just kind of taking it easy, chill vibes. But I decided, you know what, this and this also, I know not everybody listening is super into astrology, but this is kind of what your season before your birthday is for. Like it's very like restorative, very reflective. And then when it turns to your sign or, you know, your yeah, I guess your sign, like my birthday is the first day of Scorpio season. It's like, okay, bam, Scorpio season, now it's your time to shine. You know, you just yeah. spent the past month or however long 
recouping your energy and building up for something and now it's time to do it. So I was really leaning into that through the beginning half of October and then come the weekend before my birthday, I was like, okay, we are now done hibernating and we are in glow up mode. And I highly, highly suggest this for everyone, anyone celebrating their birthday, but I feel like it's especially fun when you are single because it's like reminding yourself that you don't need somebody to spoil you and plan that birthday party for you. Like you can treat yourself. You're still worthy of it. Even if you don't have a partner or, you know, somebody to celebrate your actual birthday with. So what that looked like for me was Friday night. Well, first of all, actually, I did book a birthday dinner a few weeks in advance with two of my best friends, Tegan being one of them. And this just goes to say, book yourself like your own birthday party, your own birthday dinner. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for somebody else to do it because then you could just potentially be setting yourself up for disappointment. So, and that's if you're in a relationship or not, like if you want something, which is the whole episode, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if you want something, go and get it, make it happen, especially if it's to celebrate you on your birthday. So I knew I had my birthday dinner Monday. So Friday night before like the weekend before, I went to the mall. I got a new outfit for my birthday dinner. It helped that I got paid on Friday. <laughs> mm-hmm. So literally got paid, then just literally flushed all Spent that money it. away. <laughs> yeah, I got my nails done, which if you're watching on video, I can show you very quickly. They're mm-hmm. like Halloween black, but also I have the one gold sparkly because it's also like birthday. Mm-hmm. So I got my nails done, went to the mall, got my outfits. I got a bubble bar from Lush. So then I came home. I had like takeout for dinner, had a bubble bath, watched You've Got Mail. And I was like, this is my ideal night. And then Saturday I got up, treated myself to a facial. I went to Formula Fig for the first time, which was really great. My skin actually loved it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to go back. And then walking from the facial place, like back to the subway, I was like past this brunch restaurant. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for brunch, even though I'm by myself. So I did. And it was the best thing ever because I was like I love brunch and again just because I don't have you know a boyfriend to be taking me out to brunch on my birthday doesn't mean that I don't deserve brunch on my birthday so I was like I'm just going for brunch I did that and then Sunday just really spent doing the regular weekend chores but I really focused on like cleaning up my house because it was just very much like kind of like around New Year's, you know, where it's like fresh year, want to feel like a fresh start. And a big part Mm -hmm. of that is having a fresh space to wake up on on your birthday. So that was really great. And then got to celebrate with Tegan and my other best friend on Monday night. We went for dinner. So it was just like so nice, but wanted to just walk you guys through that, give you a little recap because we all deserve that on our birthdays. And just want to say no shame and making it happen for yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. I think we're going to get more into this in the main part of the episode, but I mean, it's worth repeating a couple times that if there's something that is important to you, like the reality is sometimes you've just got to make that happen yourself. And whether that means you're vocalizing that you want that to happen, whether it's like you're booking the restaurant yourself or you're booking the facial or you're paying for the flowers that you want, whatever it is. It's like, if something's important to you, sometimes you've just got to be the one to do it to avoid disappointment. Totally. I couldn't agree more. And actually that's so true on my 
actual birthday like I woke up the only downer was after my glow up weekend I did wake up with a cold on Monday (laughs) so I was like seriously it's go time like this (laughs) is my out of hibernation the glow up is done here I am and I was sick but anyways I still went to there's like a little mall by my house and I went there on my actual birthday before the dinner and got myself a bouquet of flowers and I didn't go for like the cheapest one I went for like the mid price because I was like it's a special occasion why not then I went to Starbucks got my free drink went to Sephora picked up my free birthday gift like I don't know I feel a few years ago I was the first year actually I lived on my own and woke up on my birthday I was like sad about it because I was like Mm. wow I actually feel lonely it was also 2020 you know pandemic peak pandemic so it was a lonely and isolating time but I remember being like I'm not gonna wake up and or I'm not gonna have somebody wish me a happy birthday when I wake up I'm probably Mm. not gonna open gifts on my actual birthday like it was just a lot for me to like wrap my head around but now I'm like no create those opportunities for yourself so like buy the flowers, go to Starbucks, like get all your free shit, go to the mall, like use Mm -hmm. your birthday coupons. Like, yeah, I left the Sephora gift for my actual birthday. So I still got something, you know, on my birthday. Like, I don't know. It was, it was a vibe. So yeah, that was the week. And then we also did some fun stuff for Halloween weekend, which was really great. That was actually Tegan's birthday present to me. She got us tickets to this really fun cover brand in Toronto. Their name is Dwayne Gretzky. So we went to their Halloween show Saturday night, and that was a lot of fun as well. Yep. And here we are Sunday recording. Here we are Sunday. <laughs> so we're, yeah. it's still Halloween weekend for us now as yeah. we're recording. Yeah. And before we went to the show, like, again, just to, like, recap you guys and paint a scene for you, Tegan was the ultimate host. I feel like we've talked so much about hosting on the podcast, and I'm always like, Tegan's the best host, because she actually is, and it was just so cute. The three of us, again, my best friend who went for dinner with us, we all went to the show together. So we went to Tegan's before. We had, like, a really cute snack spread, really leaning into, like, the... Festive snacks, Tega made like this pumpkin dip. We had apples to dip in it. Like it was very cozy. We made tea. Like it was so nice. And then I said to Tegan that it was like a core, new core memory unlocked where (laughs) she was also like, I want to make dinner, like make cocktails, then we'll go to the show. So uh, my friend started getting ready, doing her hair, and Tegan and I were in the kitchen just like cooking up chicken like making a salad just chatting about life Mm -hmm. and I was like this just felt so nice like already I was having the best day because Tegan's house is so cozy it was like a beautiful sunny Saturday in October and I was just like really leaning into the cozy wholesome vibes and then we're just cooking in Tegan's kitchen she's wearing her apron like (laughs) we're drinking our drinks that she had just shaken up for us like cooking together and I was just like this is just the best vibe and then we had like a little candlelit dinner I don't know it was just so cozy so again I feel like we obviously went out after but I really could have just stayed at your house all night just us girls (laughs) like it was just yeah it was just again leaning into the vibe and a really fun way to spend Halloween so yeah I think that if there are people who like don't 
like Halloween, and this goes for any holiday, what really made me start loving all holidays was just to like go fully in and commit. So it's like, I want to, you know, have a drink. I drink a seltzer every other week. No, for Halloween, we're having like Halloween themed drinks and we're only watching Halloween movies and we're only listening to Halloween music. And I feel like for me, that's really made it so I like get really excited for every holiday just to like cheese it up and be extra yeah yeah but it's like it only comes around once a year you might as well enjoy it and embrace it right yeah I love that I was gonna say it was really fun though to go out on like downtown out somewhere kind of to a Halloween party because I never do that again mainly because of my fear of dressed up people (laughs) and being dressed up myself like I just don't typically do that but I put on a little cat ear headband tried my best to you know not show up completely like lame I guess but it was nice because the band was dressed up everyone else was dressed up and the best part I went out Friday night too with people from work and I was saying to Tegan how I felt so old because we were in like (laughs) prime clubbing district in Toronto and people were literally like 19, 20 years old. Like I said, I just turned 28. So seeing them, I was like, man, I remember those days so well. Like, you know, just like scream singing at the top of your lungs with your group of like your girlfriends. So I was feeling again, nostalgic, but also just like, wow, I'm so old. Then Saturday night we went out and the band kind of brings out like a little bit older, I'd say like a more mature crowd. So people were probably like, anywhere from our age to I want to say like even mid 40s maybe yeah and it was just such a again wholesome vibe they're dressed up the band everyone who came was dressed up people were there with their friends but it was like groups of people like even like mid 40s like we were saying who are just like having the best night dancing and I was like this is so great you know like Yeah, it was just such a vibe. Even in my Uber on the way home, I like went right downtown, like right past Queen Street and King Street on our little jig jog home. And I could see like all the girls waiting outside the bars as I was going home. And I was like, I'm grateful to be going home right now. I'm also grateful like they were all just fully in lingerie. And I was like, I love this. I love that I get to like see it and still like experience it on my weekend. But I also love that I'm going home to relax. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're home in bed shortly after midnight. I was like, this is the best. Like, (laughs) yeah. So good. Okay. Well, let's jump into now the main part of this episode. And I do have a good segue because kind of going off the whole birthday topic I really get reflective on my birthday which I don't think is a surprise to anyone because I'm reflective all the time but one of the things I've been dealing with is just kind of like I don't know I guess around my birthday thinking about what are my intentions for the coming year how do I want to change things as I reflect on the past year kind of thing but also Mm -hmm. just it kind of co-aligns or aligns coincides with things I've been talking about in therapy as well and this episode's actually exactly what I've had on my mind so two of the intentions I think I set like four or five but two of the intentions that I set for my 28th year are rooted in boundaries and asking for what you want so I thought Mm -hmm. I'd share them with you guys quickly the first one is 
very self-explanatory and it's just set and respect boundaries for myself. And we're going to get into this more in the main part of the episode, but it's like just because you have boundaries doesn't mean they're effective if you don't actually follow through with them. And that's what I've really been learning is a lot of my mental health struggles are just the fact that I don't follow through on my own boundaries. So we're going to stop that for 28. And then the second intention I set is communicate my needs and ask for help. And this is really rooted in never wanting to be like selfish or burden other people. So I just like internalize a lot of things, but I'm like, nope, I've been seeing how this is not doing me any good. So we need to also communicate these boundaries once we set them and we're following through. So again, that's a little bit of what we're going to be talking about and diving even deeper into in today's episode. Yep. I love it. I feel like this is a big part of growing up where it's like you learn where to set your boundaries, what they should look like, and how to actually share them in appropriate ways. Because I feel like there's a lot of like trying to weaponize boundaries when you don't really understand how to properly be explaining them. So hopefully we can sort of get into some specifics of ways you can set boundaries in your life and then like how to actually be setting them and how maybe not to be setting them. Yeah, totally. And I think what's so interesting is in the past, we've talked a bit about boundaries, but I feel like it's always in a deep dive of a specific topic. So it's like we're talking about work. So then it's like, don't forget to set your boundaries. But I think talking about it in a generic way like we are today, it's like this applies to every area of your life. So we are going to talk a bit about work, but it also like – impacts your relationships or should be implemented in your relationships. And this is both romantic relationships, friendships, relationships with your family members. Like Mm -hmm. you need to have boundaries in every area of your life. And I think too, something that is helping me like frame my thinking around this is viewing boundaries as the way you set the standard for yourself. So it's like, This is how I want people to treat me. This is how I want, you know, people to view me and perceive me. So therefore, these are my boundaries and this is how I'm going to show up in this friendship. And then you're essentially just asking that person to meet your needs to also, you know, show up in that friendship. So I don't know. I wonder, I hope that kind of helps you guys also kind of have, I don't know, different way of looking at it, but it's. Like, yeah, you set the standard for what you receive. So make sure you're mindful of what you're actually putting out there. Yeah. I also think like that you set boundaries with yourself as well. And so part of it, like, I guess some of like the goal setting we talk about could be considered boundaries. But I also think it's like on you to be upholding your end of boundaries Mm -hmm. as well and then that's a part of it like it's one thing to say I'm not gonna you know work overtime without getting paid but then it's also on you to uphold it and that kind of thing or if you're like I I don't want to drink as much as I am I only want to drink say on weekends it's up to you to like respect that boundary you're setting for yourself as much as I feel like people think of them as you setting a boundary with another person. It's also could be like completely internal too. 
Yeah. And this is the part I'm struggling with so hard. Right. <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> is this hard. is actually very hard work, yeah. you know? And like, I'm someone who beats myself up. One of my other intentions actually is to practice being more compassionate with myself. Because mm-hmm. as soon as I, like, I'm very mindful. I'm very like in tune with myself. So I know what my boundaries are and what will make me yeah. feel good. But I have a hard time following through with them and then I get so mad at myself and, you know, beat myself up over it where that's not productive, but I think it goes to show how you are accountable for following through on them as well, not just setting them. 100%. Great. Should we dive into maybe talking about work first? Because at least for me, that was like the most obvious place where I set boundaries I think because Mm -hmm. when you're working it's like you have a contract and you know you're paid per the amount of work you're doing and that kind of stuff so that I think is why it's so easy boundaries can obviously be a bit more fuzzy when you're talking about friends or things where there's no contract it's you know just vibes but (laughs) you know I think for work an obvious way that I set boundaries is saying like no to things or asking like not to be involved in things that I don't think I need to be so it's like additional projects if I have too much on my plate say like planning social events if you are Mm. and like one of the only women at your workplaces and that's sort of a standard setting a boundary is saying nope I need to focus on my work just like my male colleagues even things like I don't want to be in this meeting it's a waste of my time I could be doing work things like that I think are the most obvious ways to sort of set boundaries at work yeah yeah I love that so much and I'm the same way where, and again, it's hard work if you're someone that always says yes to things. Yeah. Setting that boundary to say no is very difficult, but it is important to essentially protect your peace at work, protect your mental health, protect your energy so that the work you're producing is focused on what, you know, or your energy is focused on what it needs to be focused on and not the smaller Mm -hmm. things that people are trying to loop you into. So that resonates with me as well. I think on the opposite hand, I've talked a lot about advocating for yourself at work and using this as a way to grow in your career. And I think this is also falls in the camp of setting boundaries in the sense Mm -hmm. that, or maybe not even setting boundaries, but just asking for what you want. And what this looks like, you know, is asking to be involved in big projects that you know are going to either look good on your resume or look good internally to position you for a promotion in the future. And we've also talked about the importance of creating relationships and building relationships with key stakeholders, essentially, who can advocate for you when it does come time to be promoted or, you know, move teams or something like that. So I think also getting in meetings where you can start meeting other people, especially influential people, that's also something that's like asking for what you want. Can I please come to this meeting because I think it's great visibility for me? Or can I please present at this meeting because it's my work. I want to make sure I'm the one presenting it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think as much as we're talking about boundaries, I think it's also asking for what you want. And a lot of the time, I think everyone has their own agenda in the workplace. Everyone's trying to get ahead. Everyone's trying to look their best, especially in front of like 
specific people, like I was just mentioning, but you want to make sure you're also being in those positions in order to get what you want, which might be a raise or a promotion, something like that. Yep. 100%. Another, I think, obvious example of asking for you what you want in the workplace is, you know, salary related. That totally, I mean, I guess, you know, job title too, but that's like a clear example of if you want something and you're not going to ask for it, like it's it's okay to be frustrated about it, but it's also like you just need to vouch for yourself because no one else is going to do it. If you know you deserve to get paid more and you have like the research to back it up, it's on you to ask for it. It's, you know, it's another conversation if they say no. And we've talked about this in past work-related episodes, but it's on you to ask, I think. Yeah. And I can tell you guys a personal example of this that I'm dealing with right now where I'm very frustrated because back in the spring summer I took on a whole new department took on a whole new team and I was very vocal again set the boundary to say I can only do this if this part of my existing work gets delegated to somebody else I was vocal about it set the boundary and to this day which is like I don't know probably almost six months later or maybe Mm -hmm. not quite I'm still doing the work that I said, I don't have time to keep doing this if I'm taking on all this new stuff. So first of all, again, I didn't follow through on the boundary and I didn't get a raise for taking on more work. So it's Mm -hmm. like right now I'm kind of like building the case to ask for a raise because they're clearly going to, you know, and this is every workplace is they're going to see how much they can push their employees without, you know, having to pay them more or, you know, reinvent things in any shape way shape or form but it's up to you to protect your peace and respect your boundaries and also just again set the standard for what is okay and what's not okay and right now and like I'm not being paid to do all of these jobs that I'm currently doing I vocalize my boundary now I just need to follow through on it so again I think it's just important for me to share that because I talk about advocating for yourself but I know it's hard so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah 100%. I was in a similar situation last year where they wanted to give me more like responsibility, I guess. And they were trying to combine like my job with another person's job. So basically they were getting two people's worth of work while only paying for one. That's exactly what happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll do it, but you're going to have to pay me more because I know that the cost is still less than if you were to hire two people. And so they did eventually, but it took like me asking for it and asking for it multiple times with research. And so it's also like, I guess a lesson to like, know if what you're asking for is what you really want. Cause you might have to fight for it. If you're like, yeah, everyone wants more money. I'm sure. So it's like, you've got to be like ready to fight for it and have like I looked up the statistics of what the average like person in my role was making in Toronto and things like that and yeah but it did take like a couple of asks for it to actually become a reality yeah and I think the important part of that takeaway is you didn't give up and you kept 
you know, fighting for it. So eventually you did get not only what you deserve, but what you wanted and were fighting for. So Mm -hmm. I think that's it because I'm now in the opposite position where I gave them the benefit of the doubt saying, okay, but if you take this work away, however, I continue doing that work. I didn't ask for more money at the beginning. And it's like, that was the flop, obviously live and learn. But yeah, now I'm in the position of internalizing, getting mad. And it's like, well, I kind of accepted this as my reality. And now I'm just having to deal with it, you know? So the good thing is it's never too late. You can Mm -hmm. stand up for yourself at any time and any point, especially if there is a case to be made. um, And, you know, you actually have like something to stand on. Like, I don't think it's ever too late to stand up. But I think too, these are uncomfortable so as much as it's hard to follow through on things like we were saying it's also uncomfortable conversations to have which I feel people also shy away Mm -hmm. from it especially women you know you don't want to stir the pot too much you don't want Mm -hmm. to deal with confrontation but I think that's a big part of asking for what you want is being confrontational and learning and getting those social skills to have these difficult conversations because they're conversations worth having yeah definitely I think work-wise another boundary that can be set and that I think is important to set early is like what your work hours look like is the expectation that you're working overtime How are you compensated for that? Get that in writing so that if you have to have this uncomfortable conversation, it's like, nope, here it is in writing. Also, like, are you being contacted outside of work? What does that look like? Even things like when you're putting focus time in your calendar, what does that mean? Does that mean you cannot be messaged? Does that mean you can only be messaged for urgent things? Does that mean you can be messaged, but you don't want to be in meetings? Like all these little things I think can be boundaries that you set. And I think it's important to set them early so that it's not like you're having to break bad habits later. If you're working overtime and saying yes to everything because you're new to the job and you want to make your boss happy, then if a year later you're burnt out and are like, I need to set these boundaries, it's going to be so much worse to then yeah. be trying to break like your team's habits. So that's another big one. Yeah, totally. Again, it's setting the standard, you know, so it's yeah. like it's easier if you set the standard from the get go. But if you don't and you end up in a position like I was just describing, like, again, it's not too late. It's just mm-hmm. easier and something to be mindful of if you're in a position where you're just setting the standard from the get-go yeah totally I think well we already mentioned how this is something you can apply to all areas of your life so another big one I think is dating and also even friendships and Mm -hmm. I think a big part of this is again how easy it is for things to internalize when you don't communicate it when you don't tell your partner or your friend what you need from them and you're just expecting them to essentially read your mind and plan that birthday party because that's what you expected and wanted you know so I think it's very much setting boundaries but also asking for what you want like it's maybe easier at work in the sense that this is like you said tag something that's like very contract contractual where you're agreeing Mm -hmm. to something in exchange for money therefore you have I don't know a little bit 
I don't know, you maybe just feel like it's more normal or these conversations yeah. are more formalized in the workspace, but they're just as important in your dating relationships and your friendships as well. And I think, again, it's like very much you get what you accept. So it's like if you feel like all of the guys you're going on dates with are complete trash and mm -hmm. are doing the bare minimum, it's like maybe the guys are the problem, sure, but maybe also yeah. look at yourself and look at, you know, what are you accepting as a first date? Like mm -hmm. what are you – what is that boundary? What is it that you want? And how can you ask for it without being super entitled, you know? But like, yeah. how can you really change that narrative for yourself rather than just accepting the bare minimum as good enough? Yeah, totally. I follow a TikToker who's been doing this like dating diary series. And she says she will only do dinner first dates. And all the comments are like, how do you find guys who will do that? Like, I can't believe it. I've never been on a dinner first date. And she says, I literally tell them. They say, yeah, would you want to exactly. go on a first date? And she said, yes, I like dinner first dates. And she gives them options of restaurants. Or if they say, I was thinking about getting drinks. She says, I don't do drink first dates. I'd prefer to get dinner. Here are some restaurants. And then if they say no, she's like, okay, that's fine. We're not compatible. And that's yeah. life. Yeah. Like, it's not personal. Exactly. It's just her preference. And she's not being rude about it. She's just being open. But literally yeah. every video she posts, she gets comments of people asking, like, how did you manage to find the guy? And it's like, nope, she didn't. Yeah. She just trained him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes just the way it is. Even when I got engaged, I was on a trip with a bunch of friends and a bunch of the girls were like, oh my God, my boyfriend would never propose. How do you? And I was like, we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> it's yeah. that simple. Even like on that same trip, we were in Hawaii and my now husband bought me a flower lay and they were like, oh my God, I wish that my boyfriend would get me a flower lay. He hasn't bought me anything this whole trip. How, like, how'd you find a guy this good? And I was like, I literally just said, I want that. Obviously, yeah. he's kind and he listened to yeah. me and he bought it for me with his own money. So I'm like, that's where the positive is. But I wasn't like hoping that he would read my mind that I wanted this flower lay and then getting exactly. mad at him and like holding a grudge because he didn't. Because yeah. like, how how are they supposed to know what's important to you? Same like how you don't always know what's important to your partner without yeah. them telling you yeah and I think like I love your uh TikTok girl who's going on dates you know and she's like in the beginning yeah. of relationships it goes back to what we were just talking about where it's like setting the standard from the get-go like that's yeah. so important and I think again yeah that's how you're gonna find and attract the types of guys that you want to find and attract but also I think it is just as important, if not even maybe more important in long-term relationships to ask for what you want because mm -hmm. I think you can – if you've been with someone for a long time and Tag, you can probably speak to this better than I can, you know, things can maybe start to feel lazy or you guys get so many other things going on in life. As we know, life gets busier and crazier the older that we get. But it's also like, okay, if you've been with someone for 10 years – you're maybe not romancing your relationship the same way you were 
before you were official, like officially boyfriend mm-hmm. and girlfriend, you know? So it's like if that's the case in your relationship and you're feeling resentful or you're feeling like you're holding a grudge like you were just saying, Tag, it's like maybe you just need to talk about it. Not maybe. You yeah. do just need to talk about it and communicate what you want. Like I think like it's important to me if we go on a date once a week or once a month or I really appreciate it when you buy me flowers. Like I really appreciate when you do this for me. Like that sort of thing. I think, again, those might be uncomfortable conversations to have, but they're worthwhile having because your partner is now set up for success and you're also reducing friction. You're reducing the internalizing part. You're now no longer overthinking it. Like I think, especially as girls, we're like, overthink everything where it's like well he used to do this now he doesn't he must not love me anymore like and then we just spiral we internalize and it's like no he literally just doesn't think about it anymore you need to tell them Mm -hmm. that you still want this another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of like stresses in early relationships come from like unrealistic expectations and whether that's from like Mm. movies or books or like tiktok videos whatever the deal is it's like we're all just human here (laughs) no one can read minds you need to ask for what you want ask for what you don't want whether it's like i want you to hold my hand when we're out together i don't like you to you know try and initiate a makeout session when we're at dinner Or Mm -hmm. I like flowers. I don't like flowers. It seems like a waste of money. I'd rather you buy me my favorite snack. Like whatever it is, it's just coming down to communication. Now, the problems arise if you are setting these boundaries and they're being ignored or you're putting out these asks Mm -hmm. and they're being ignored. Even like I've been reading a lot about love bids where it's like silly little things I think the study was couples who were like sat together and the girl would say oh look at that bird and the couples where the man would look at the bird stayed together longer or if the man didn't and so it's even things like oh honey look at this tiktok video like it seems so stupid but it is like Mm -hmm. a bid and asking for attention in that moment so it's a whole other conversation i think if these things are being ignored and probably a whole other podcast episode but i did want to throw that out there too yeah and i think it's the same in work too you know where it's like if you communicate your boundaries or you're asking for what you want you're communicating your needs and they're not being met then you know it's time to find a new job you're not going to be happy here it's the same in your relationships where it's like if i'm telling you this is what i need in this relationship and you're not delivering then obviously I'm not happy and there's only, this is like a ticking time bomb essentially. Yeah. Like, So I'll, I'll eventually find somebody who can give me what I need and what I want. So I think that is definitely worth calling out is that's the whole reason we're doing this, you know, is to have healthier relationships and better experiences and higher quality experiences. So if your boundaries and needs aren't being met, 
that's when you move on and you find what does fulfill you. And to be honest, I think this actually applies to friendships as well, especially when you're in your 20s and you go through so many phases with different friends. I think even if you're in a relationship or if you're not, your friends are relationships that you try to navigate regardless. And it can be very tricky because your friends are going about their lives at their Mm -hmm. own pace in their own stories. So maybe some of them are getting married. Maybe some of them are still single. Maybe some of them are moving away and now you have a long distance friendship. But I think, and again, I think it's normal to have these conversations at work. Then it feels normal to have them in your relationship since you spend so much time with your partner and you're trying to build a life with them, whatever. But I also think it's just as worthwhile in your friendships because we need community and we need friendships and Mm -hmm. You know, we need these people in our lives, but if they're people, the people you're surrounding yourself with are not accommodating your needs, are not good friends, essentially, at the end of the day, then you're just draining your energy when you're with them or, you know, they're kind of like an added burden to the already crazy, chaotic life that we lead as adults. So it's like you need to set the boundaries of what you accept from your friends. Again, it's the Mm -hmm. same thing as dating, where if you're accepting trash behavior from guys and then wondering why you're only dating trashy guys, the same could be with your friendships, where if you have trash friends, it's like, well, are you like accepting that behavior from them? So yeah, just something else to think about as well that maybe doesn't come naturally or like isn't somewhere Mm. you think about setting boundaries and following through on those yeah I also think if you are setting boundaries and doing so in like a respectful way and find that you're being punished for them that's a red flag and probably a sign that you're somewhere toxic and whether that's work if you're setting your boundaries and then that's like well you're taking off this project so you're not going to be eligible for a bonus red flag that's not okay same with if you're in a relationship and you say I don't you know like to have a make out in public and they're like I guess I just won't ever touch you then red flag like you're like politely expressing a boundary and then you're being punished that's not okay And on the flip side, I did want to say, like, I've seen, like I mentioned, sometimes boundaries being, like, weaponized or, like, an attempt to just, like, control someone or punish someone. That is not what we're talking about. I also don't think boundaries should be, like, ultimatums or demands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that is toxic. Like there was all the drama around like the Jonah Hill texts that were leaked, right, where he was saying, I'm setting a boundary by saying you can't wear a bathing suit. That's not a boundary. Like boundaries are to do with you, not with other people. The boundary would be, I'm saying this makes me uncomfortable. If you continue acting this way, I don't think we can be together. It's not you're not going to do that anymore. Because like it was just like weaponized therapy talk, which is not great. I also Mm -hmm. wanted to say in the workplace, it's also not an excuse to like not do your work because I think that that will come back to bite you. If you're like, I'm respecting my boundaries because I'm really tired. So I'm just not going to do the work I need to do today. I can foresee that that might be problematic for you. So there is also a line between you're getting 
especially in work, you're getting paid for a service. You should probably provide that service within reason. Boundaries aren't like, I need to protect my peace, so I'm not going to go to this meeting I need to be a part on. Like, yeah, that probably won't yeah, work. Yeah, totally. No, you bring up such a good point, and that's like so unfortunate. I feel this way about mental health is like, it's so great. This is such a conversation, and like people are talking about this, but I think then people can use it as an excuse to just behave any way they want to behave. And it's yeah. like, no, now you're just giving this a bad rep. You're ruining you know, like, it for everyone. Yeah, yeah, you're ruining it for everyone. Like, And that was something I also wanted to mention was I love all the points you just said, Tig. And something I wanted to add on is how you also need to be respectful of other people's boundaries. So if yeah. your partner is communicating what they need from you in the relationship – you need to, you know, find a way to discuss it and meet their needs just as much as you're expecting them to meet your needs. Like as much yeah. as we're saying we want, you know, a really great partner and we want a great to surround ourselves with great friends. We want a great boss and a great team at work. Those are all relationships that you also are an active participant in. And they're yeah. only going to be healthy relationships if you're showing up also, you know, meeting their needs, respecting their boundaries, and pulling mm -hmm. your weight to be a healthy partner, a healthy friend, a healthy employee. If you're not, and you're just like, these are my needs, this is my demands, that sort of idea, like, nobody's actually going to respect that. You know, like, again, mm -hmm. you set the standard. It's very simple. It's like, you treat other treat others how you want to be treated, essentially. Yeah. You know, that's how you set the standard. And Totally. You need to be a good person in order for people to be a good person for you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And hold people to it. And if people aren't respecting your boundaries, like we said, that's a sign that they probably don't deserve to be in your life. And that goes mm -hmm. for your job, your relationship, for your friendships. Like it is uncomfortable, but it's better knowing, I think then yeah you know I guess just yeah. like t pulling them along your whole life and suffering or you know that kind of thing and exactly. I guess even I've had people in my life try and set boundaries for me where I'm like I believe that's an unreasonable boundary so mm -hmm. I think that that's just a sign that maybe the friendship's over which is fine too like it's all just a way, I guess, of like exchanging information so that it's more information based than emotional. It's not like you're creating mm -hmm. a story in your head on why they keep, you know, asking you to do more and more, but you're not actually telling them that they're asking too much or whatever it is. So it is kind of complicated. We're yeah. complex beings, I guess, but I think that it is important, especially yeah. as you get older. Yeah, totally. When you're balancing all these different relationships, yeah. right? And like you're balancing different needs at different times. And, you know, I think that's another thing, not that we need to drag this on even longer, but your needs might change based mm -hmm. on certain situations in your life. So if that yeah. happens, again, you need to communicate that, especially with your partner, your friends, where it's like, I know typically I can, you know, be there for you in this way, but right now, 
I can't because I'm going yeah. through my own stuff. Like yeah. that's something, again, you can communicate and you can't just expect people to read your mind. So I love what you were saying, Tag, where I feel like the best way to summarize this, at least for me, is the simple fact that you create your own reality. So again, yeah. what you accept is what you're going to get, how you show up and how you treat others. That's how others are going to show up and how they're going to treat you. And it's like the whole takeaway from this episode to wrap it up with a bow is you control what that actually looks like. So if it's, you know, trash friends, trash guys, then you're going to feel like you have a trash life, (laughs) you know? So if you don't want that, if you're feeling, why are my friends so draining? Why are I, why am I only attracting like trash people in my life in every area? Why do I hate my job so much? Stop looking for out like external, I was going to say external, external (laughs) reasons and think how can I, you know, make this work for me or how can I essentially communicate this better to get what I need out of these relationships and situations. Like you create your own reality. Totally. I love that. I think that's probably a good place to wrap things up for this week. Hopefully you, I don't know, gain some insight, even if it's just like a pep talk that we got you, like, you're like, I know I need to ask for more money at work. Like, just do it. That's what I just, yeah, (laughs) that was the pep talk. Every time I show up, I'm like, here guys, this is what you need to do. And I'm also like, this is what for me as well, because yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, we put out a new episode every tuesday they're on all the major podcasting platforms and they are in video format on spotify and youtube we also have a patreon page that gets the episodes early and that's sort of the best way to show your support for the podcast we don't have ads on any of the episodes currently so that's the only way we are currently making money from this and so if you are a passionate listener definitely check that out we also have just like some fun free things up there I know we have some followers there who aren't subscribers yet so that's also like a fun way to kind of get engaged with the community I think We are also on social media at Our Golden Twenties on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Spotify, TikTok, YouTube. We are just all over posting (laughs) all kinds of craziness. So definitely follow us there. Like always, we have our, you know, DMs open for suggestions, questions, anything like that. We love hearing from you. And so I think that's everything. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday.